Season 3, Episode 6, The Process of Music Production. It's really important you understand the full music production process, all the different steps that are included, because a lot of times when you're learning how to make beats and learning the full process of music production, you can get really overwhelmed because you kind of get confused on the different industries that overlap each other. For example, are you making the beat? Are you arranging the beat? Are you mixing the beat? Are you mastering the beat? Are you doing audio painting, which is what I kind of talk about, which is like the final touches of the song. You're kind of listening to the song from the listener's point of view, preparing them for what's next in the song. And then there's sound design, which is in its own category. You have to understand that each of these steps that I just explained are different industries within the music production industry. There's making the beat. Within that, there's like the drum loops and the melodies. Then you have the arranging of the beat. You have mixing the beat. You have mastering the beat. Audio painting is my own term, and it just breaks down how we prepare the listener for what's next in the song. And then again, there is sound design, which is in its own category. And no, you do not need to learn sound design if you want to be a good beat maker. All right, so I talk about this quite a bit to people who are part of my platform, and it's all about the process of music production. It's really, really easy to get confused that you have to learn all these different industries, but there are a couple of them that you have to learn. Otherwise, you're going to be spending a lot of money sending out your music to somebody else. And, you know, kind of like the pride and joy of making your own music is doing just that, making your own music, making your own EQ decisions, your own compression decisions, all of those things, you want to be able to do it yourself. Otherwise, you have to hire it out. Because if you can't do it, and if you want your music to sound really, really good, then you're going to have to get other people involved. When other people are involved, typically, not always, but a lot of times, there's money involved, changing hands to hire them, or someone else is working on your music. And as a music producer, typically we are kind of like, hey, that's my music. I want to do my own thing with my music. Okay, so let's talk about the very first one here, and that is making the beat. Not everybody can make a beat. If you can make a beat, you are kind of in a special category, okay? Because when we talk about arranging a beat, mixing a beat, mastering a beat, a lot of people can kind of get in there and have fun and, and kind of start moving a little bit because essentially in the mixing stage, you are just opening up your plugins and you're just trying to adjust it to the way you want. Obviously, mixing a good beat takes a lot of skill, a lot of practice, a lot of reading, a lot of hours. But when you make a beat, that's where it all starts from. Okay. And in order to mix the beat, the, you know, you actually have to make the beat. Now, when we talk about making the beat, what does that include? Like I always say around here, everything's from scratch. So when we talk about drum loops, that is programming drum loops with one shot drum samples, melodies that is using MIDI. So our MIDI keyboard to program our melodies and we're using virtual instruments, right? We're not using pre-made MIDI packs or any pre-made drum loops that we're just simply dragging in and you guys are just time stretching. If you are doing that stuff, you guys probably will not enjoy this podcast, all right? Because everything around here is custom. We like to do that. For one, it's the, it's the most reward in your music. You can feel truly confident that you made the music yourself, okay? So that is in one category itself. We make the beat, 
there's the drum loops, there's the melodies. It takes a lot of practice, a lot of skills, and don't get tricked into thinking that you need all these different virtual instruments because number one, they're expensive. Number two, you have to learn them, which takes a long time. And number three, in my opinion, the easiest way to get started, and even at my level, I still always recommend a rompler. I really like using Nexus by ReFX. Super simple rompler. It's actually super lightweight. That's another reason I really like it. Another reason I like ReFX Nexus, and I was talking to a Vander in the platform, is if you guys do not know who Manuel is, he is the creator of Vengeance Sound. In the early years of all this online tutorials of FL Studio and you know music production tutorials, a lot of his sounds were always in tutorials, a lot of dance music, okay? Vengeance sound, okay? And he is actually a big part of ReFX Nexus. He was um, one of the main sound designers, and that is another reason why I really like using Nexus, because he has extremely high-quality, expert-level skills when it comes to sound design. When you are purchasing all of these different third-party virtual synths, sure, they might be high quality, but the actual presets are not typically designed for beat makers. And that's one thing I will tell you guys over and over and over. Just because there's a sound doesn't mean it is designed for the beat maker. What does that mean? It means that it works really good to make beats easily such as easy for chords, easy for lead sounds, easy for bass lines. Within making a composition, right, you can have film music, you can have game music, you can have sound design effects and stuff, you know? So those sounds can be really useful for those industries, but as a beat maker, we need to have sounds that are super powerful for chords, super full sounding, super rich, high quality, super easy to use, and that is what you're getting in ReFX Nexus, okay? I can only speak from years and years of experience. It was one of my first purchases, one of my first big purchases when it comes to this music production world, all right? Okay, so we have making the beat. There is the melodies. You're going to need a nice MIDI keyboard. At the moment, I am recommending the M-Audio Oxygen Pro you guys can visit my website, itsgratuitous.com forward slash Oxygen Pro. I have tons of free training there for you guys. I have a free MIDI script. There's also a premium add-on for a really cool workflow off of the drum pads. Now, for the drum loops, I want to talk about drum samples, all right? This is something that's really been skewed in recent years of the music production industry. So, companies like Splice have come into the market. The new generation is seeing this company and they're like, oh, that's so innovative. It's so simple. It's affordable. But in my opinion, I have always liked to just purchase a sound kit that has tons of sounds in it. It allows you to go through it nice and easy, nice and quick. It's also on your computer, which means it's local, which means it doesn't have to be connected to the internet. And it allows you to find sounds quick. A lot of people, they want to try to favorite their sounds. So they take a sound, they tag it as a favorite, or they try to categorize it. In my opinion, if you are trying to favorite your sounds, you are going to get into beat block. And what that is, is just you get stuck. You don't know how to be creative anymore. You know, just like writer's block, you get into beat block. 
And if you are favoriting your sounds, that's what's going to happen. And this is for both drum samples and your virtual instruments. I do not favorite anything, okay? I just organize my sounds as they come. So for example, I explain this in my free training. This is if you just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash FL studio and sign up. It's the second video. I explain custom music folder as well as how to organize your sounds. So when we have a virtual instrument, typically we are installing a bank of sounds. But for me, I always like when it's really simple and they either have labeled it with LD for lead, PN for piano, BA for bass, SY for synth, PL for plucked. It's a really, really nice naming convention. And once you experience that, it's like that is super organized as is. You just have all your plucked sounds and then you just keep going through them. When it comes to your drum samples, if you try to use these sample manager plugins, I don't enjoy that workflow. Number one, you're bringing in an unnecessary plugin. Number two, if you're doing that, you are not organizing your drum samples in a way that allows you to flow super easy. The way how I like to do it, you create a custom music folder. Within the custom music folder, you create a sounds folder. In the sounds folder, you create a folder for your drum kits, you create a folder for your virtual instruments. In the drum kits folder, you just organize your drum kits by vendor. For example, a company I use very often within my trainings is Exclusive Audio. I talk about the Drum Bundle Trio a lot. And so for example, if I wanted to use Exclusive Audio drum samples, that is in the drum kits folder under Exclusive Audio. Now, if Exclusive Audio has a bunch of drum kits, and let's say they come out with a new drum kit, and let's say I was like, oh, I want to purchase that, that goes in the Exclusive Audio folder. Now, if you purchase a good drum kit, the sound kit designer or the vendor has already organized it for you super easy. And if they haven't, if you're purchasing a drum kit that only has like 27 sounds and you've paid like $30 for it, you are getting ripped off, okay? In this industry for drum samples, a good drum kit will have at least 100 plus sounds, okay? Now, there is no really kind of, you know, price to ratio, but the Drum Bundle Trio does have 2,300 drum samples. So what I'm trying to say is if you purchase high quality drum samples from a reputable vendor, it simply goes in your drum kits folder and you organize it by vendor. All right, so let's just keep talking about exclusive audio. Exclusive Audio has a folder in the Drum Kits folder. If they come out with a new drum kit, you simply just drag and drop that drum kit into Exclusive Audio, you're done. Now the next thing to understand is you don't just add sounds into your music folder. You make sure to test them to make sure that you like them. Okay, you go through the sounds, you say, yes, I like these or no, I don't like these. And why that's important is because this is your sound kit folder that's going to be carried with you for the rest of your production career, whether you know it or not. If you're just doing this for fun at the moment and you're, you know, maybe three months in, what you're going to realize is your sounds carry on with you and you shouldn't just be bringing in any sounds to your drum kits folder. If you acquire a new drum kit, try it out, see if you like it. If it passes your test for a quality drum kit, sounds that you enjoy to use, then it can go into your drum kit folder. Again, create a folder for that particular vendor. Whenever you acquire new sounds from them, it just goes into that folder. Now in their particular folder for, let's say they have a drum kit, 
exclusive audio has organic drum kit. They should be organizing this by kick drum, clap, snare, hi-hat, and some of the really good vendors even break it down to, for example, you would click kick drums, you would have long-tailed kicks and short-tailed kicks. Again, I can't tell you how important that is for a fast workflow. Anything past that, you guys are what's called over-organizing, which is a thing. And if you over-organize, it's just not going to make things fun. You have to have it at a point where you go through things and you screw up uh, sometimes. And if you screw up, sometimes you can be super creative by screwing up. So that's all I'm going to say there for the sounds. We have the melodies, which is your virtual instruments. I told you ReFX uh, Nexus because Manuel has done his sound design there. You guys are getting extremely premium quality presets, all right? So in addition to, yes, it's a rompler, you're actually getting his sound design skills, which you will not find in many other products, right? For the drum loops, again, I like to create custom drum loops with one-shot drum samples. It's tricky, all right? It takes a lot of practice, a lot of time. But once you get past that learning curve, I can't tell you guys enough how much fun creating your own custom drum loops is. You can make your drums hit hard. You can layer your sounds. And it all starts from having high-quality drum samples, okay? To learn more, again, just visit itsgratuitous.com. Visit the shop. You will see the exclusive audio drum bundle trio there. And I explained how to organize the sounds for the best workflow. All right, so that was only making the beat. Look how much information there is. And that was just about organizing sounds. We didn't talk about chords, melodies, you know, how keys and scales work. Now, after you make the beat, and at this point, it's like the beat, in my case, isn't really finished. In other words, I have made the beat where I have made the chorus, essentially. And from that chorus, now I break apart the song. We go into what's called the arrangement stage. Now, audio painting actually comes near the end of the song, which kind of correlates with the arrangement, but the audio painting prepares the listener. So for example, if you have created the chorus of the beat, you're like, hey, this is the full beat. This is the chorus. Now you have to break apart the beat. You have to arrange the track. You have to figure out what's verse one, what's the chorus, what's verse two. If your song has a pre-chorus or a bridge, you have to figure out where you want to put them how you want to approach your song. Every song is different, and that's what makes music so much fun, is there's really no rules, even though there kind of is. Okay? That's the arranging of the beat. And I'll tell you here a pro tip. The arrangement is what takes an amateur beat, or even just a good beat, to a professional beat, to a super good beat. You can just have a loop, right? But a loop is not a song. It's not a catchy song. And the arrangement is where you take the idea and it just shines okay the arrangement it has a lot of patience and a, another pro tip there when you're arranging a beat if you're arranging the song and you're starting to get tired working on the track my suggestion to you is to go and open another project start working around a little bit and then you can come back to that project and you'll find that you'll have fresh ears a fresh mindset and then you might be able to work for another 5 10 15 minutes on it and then you can wrap it up for the day okay all right, so let's move on to the mixing the beat. Not going to go too much in depth here because episode's getting a little bit long. Mixing the beat is really what makes your beat sound beautiful, right? But all I will tell you here that 
you have to understand that when people talk about mixing, there's really two, um, I guess, situations for mixing. If I'm speaking into this microphone, talking to you, when we do EQ at this situation, we are kind of fixing problems maybe from the room or maybe I wasn't close enough to the mic, for example, like I'm going to come back really far. And if I talk like this, um, those are problems that we can kind of fix with EQ and compression and other audio tools. But when we're making beats, our sounds are at like the industry's highest quality that you can possibly get. So when we're using EQ and compression, there is like two ways you can approach your mixing. First of all, we can just be fixing things like kind of just um, enhancing, I think is a better word, right? We already have the beat. Maybe we just need to maybe cut a little bit. Maybe we need to boost a little bit here, there on some EQ. And all that's going to do is it's just going to allow some instruments to stand out just a little bit more. But you just have to understand that if you're going to mix your own beat that you just made with super high quality sounds, typically you only have to do very, very light moves to get a half decent mix. If you want to take your mix to the next level, then you're going to start getting into kind of heavier processing, more plugins, parallel processing, all that kind of stuff. But just know that the mixing, again, is another process of the music production industry. So we have making the beat arranging the beat, we have now mixing the beat, mastering the beat is the very final stage of that song. And essentially what most people know mastering for is just pushing that volume up loud, making sure that it translates very well across all audio systems. And for me in the mastering stage, I'm also listening for completeness of the song and this is where the audio painting comes in. So I kind of uh, master the beat and do audio painting at the same time. So in other words, yes, I'm bringing up the loudness of the track, but as I am mastering the track, I am playing for the beginning of the song and I'm letting it play all the way to the end of the song. And then I am doing what's called audio painting. I'm trying to listen from the listener's perspective. And I think to myself, like, does this sound boring here? Does it need to have a transition? That is essentially what I call audio painting. And I have a book on this. And in the book, I talk about it's kind of like you're putting somebody on an emotional roller coaster ride. What happens on a roller coaster? It brings you all the way to the top, right? And then what happens is it has the drop, which is essentially like the chorus of the song. And you, as the music producer, are in full control of that listener's emotions as they're listening to your song. And that is essentially what audio painting is. We have to prepare the listener at each stage of the ride of the song. We do that through transitions, essentially. And once you can really listen to your song from that perspective, you will listen. Every single song has this audio painting in it, essentially, right? Whether it's like a tom roll, a snare roll, even silence. Sometimes, you know, um, producers totally remove all audio and then they bring all the audio back in. That is audio painting. It's preparing the listener for that next stage of the song. If you don't have a transition, I promise you, your beats will sound very amateur, very weak. There are times where no transition is needed, but the majority of the time, a transition is going to significantly polish up your track and make it sound way more professional, okay? Now, the last one I wanna talk about is sound design. This is something that really gets people. They start making a beat. They start seeing all these other tutorials and they are sharing all these different virtual instruments. 
And the thing is, it's really deceiving because you think, oh, maybe I need that sa- um, this synth to get this sound or whatever. <laughs> what I can tell you here is I used Nexus for most of my beat making years. In my later years, I started to use more synthesizers like Silent One, Serum, Pigments. And what I want to really get across to you here is sound design is a different industry than beat making. Now, when we use a preset, such as let's say we have Nexus again, and you select a piano preset, and then now you go to make your beat, that is not the same thing as using a pre-made MIDI pack or a pre-made drum loop, okay? That's like done for you. In this situation, sound design is a totally different industry, and it's actually very tiring in my opinion. Like when I try to do sound design, I just find it tiring. It's, and to me, it's kind of boring, but as a beat maker, I need to have sounds that allow me to play my chords, create my own custom melodies. Okay. And so if you are trying to learn the sound design, thinking that that's what you need to be a good beat maker, that is a different industry. Now there is a difference between understanding how the tool works, how to tweak the tool to get the exact sound that you're wanting compared to actually knowing how to create these popular sounds. And another thing I will say here too, is if you are a sound designer, always creating, you know, whatever the popular songs are, and you're creating your sound design off of that, that is also something that I do not enjoy because I always like to find my own sound, do my own thing. When I go through the uh, you know, in Nexus, all the different random sounds, like I like finding super random sounds. Like they have cool, like love, uh, flute sections and like piccolo sections and all this random stuff. And then you go and you throw some distortion on it, or you throw a chorus on it or a flanger. And it's just like, you get a totally different, unique sound. And it's like exactly what I need for my style of beats. So just understand that when I'm speaking to you, I'm trying to come from the point of view of, I do not like copying trends. I like always doing my own thing. And, um, I hope all this information has helped you out. Okay. So again, we have making the beat in there. You have drum loops, you have melodies, right? You have arranging the beat, you have mixing the beat, you have mastering the beat. And then audio painting is also in that process, which is essentially like the very final touches of the song listening from the listener's point of view. Sound design is actually not a part of the music production process unless you are trying to create all your own custom melodies as you're making a beat. But if you're doing that, I'm telling you right now, your beat making process is going to take way longer. And as a beat maker, it's all about speed, fast, now. And when you use a rompler, you already have very, very high quality sounds available to you right away. And you can get up and running if you know how to play the piano and how to make your drum loops and stuff like that, you could just start rolling so fast. So that's it for this episode. If you guys want to learn the piano, if you guys want to learn how to set up a custom drum loop, if you guys are brand new to making beats with FL Studio, visit me over at itsgratuitous.com. There's so much training on my website. There's over 30 beat making courses. Thanks for listening. I hope this one helps you out and gives you some clear direction. Always feel free to send me an email or request an episode if you are struggling in a certain topic and just can't find your answer. 